Hey loves, and welcome to the House Your Heart podcast. My name is Jess, and I'm so excited to have you share this space with me while we chat all things connection, vulnerability, and self-development. I trust that you can use this episode as a reminder to check in with your heart, and also as encouragement to create deeper connections with the people around you. And with that, guys, let's head into today's episode. I hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to, if you haven't been here before, super excited for you to join in on today's topic. We are talking all things how to listen into your own heart. Um, It is in such alignment with the mission and intention for impact that this podcast is here for. That's why I created it. I know we talk all the time about being able to connect and be vulnerable with the people around us, within our community, within our close friendships. But in order to do that, we first have to start showing up for ourselves, start listening into our own heart. And I'm hoping that you're able to get a little bit of food for thought, a few tips and tricks from this episode that you're able to put into practice in your own life. Um, I definitely suggest that if you have a piece of paper ready or nearby, that you grab it and you use it to take down some notes um, or anything that resonates with you throughout this podcast. I'm really hoping that this podcast gives you um, actionable steps. It becomes a tool that you come back to that you can use um, on the daily because listening into our heart is not a one-time mission. It's not a one-time adventure. It is something that we all constantly do throughout our lives, throughout our days. If we commit to this mission of being connected and vulnerable with ourselves and to start creating the internal world that we really desire, I guess. I have this tattoo on my arm. It is eunoia. That's what the word says. And it is Greek for beautiful mind. And I got that tattoo because I heard about it and I was like, this calls me, really calls me because I really believe in the fact that we are in our bodies, we are in our minds, we are with our heart for the rest of our lives and we may as well make it a nice place to be. It is our home, it is our sanctuary, it is the place we can come back to, to connect with the breath It is our tool to be able to move about this life and to live in this human existence and to be able to listen into what our heart is calling us to do is one of the most important and most influential parts in my journey of listening into my heart that I have used um, because I think it creates such vulnerability and connection um, within yourself and for me it's given me a lot of self-confidence and it's really transformed my life so if you're wanting to transform your life if you're wanting to feel a bit more confident within yourself definitely use this podcast as much as you can absorb every little bit that you can and I trust that you'll have a fun time maybe (laughs) um in your journey with listening into your own heart so I thought we'd just get straight into it it is going to be one of those episodes that I just give you the straight facts maybe a few funny jokes here and there so so you're able to get in and get out with all the information that you need so you can start tuning into your heart today um, essentially so we're going to jump into what does listening into your heart look like or what does it feel like for me 
it means living in alignment. It means living with ease. I heard, um, I've done a little bit of study on Buddhist teachings and they have kind of this core, I guess, underlying idea that when we start attaching ourselves to things, whether that is materialistic things, whether that is a facade, whether that is an emotion, an idea, we actually start to suffer through that attachment. And for me, when I was not listening into my heart, when I was blocking those emotional messaging that was coming from my heart, when I was saying that, I can't deal with that. That does not align with me. Even though I'm feeling really hurt right now, I can't show that to the world. When I was feeling all of that, um, I was trying to protect this facade that I had up of this perfect girl, super happy all the time. You know, she had her whole life together. She was fit. She was healthy. She was really good in school and she had all these friends around her and she was so happy. And although a lot of that was true for part of the time, there was also a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes and in my head and in my heart that did not align with that. In fact, it got pretty messy. And for anyone who has listened to my Let's Catch Up on the Past 20 Years episode, which was my story, essentially, or as much as I could fit in in, what, 40 minutes, um... For any, for any of you who listened to that, you would understand that life got pretty messy for me for a while. And that was kind of the turning point. That was the trigger for me to start listening into my heart because I realized that at the end of the day, this is my body. I have to deal with these emotions. They're going to come out one way or another. They started coming out in rashes initially and I was like, oh my gosh. So I started dealing with it. I started listening into my heart and, you know, it hasn't been easy from there. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Listening into your heart is not an easy journey because it is really confronting. There's a lot of stuff that comes up in this human experience that aren't all fun and games. But in doing so, we are able to get that alignment. We're able to start living with ease, in flow. And I don't know, it feels very feminine. It feels so feminine to be able to be like, yes, this aligns with my core values and my morals and my ethics. And um, I'm able to, you know, like select things in my life that really align with that. So also morals, values and ethics. That was really good that I brought that up. Um, A thing, an activity that I did really early on in my journey with my therapist, love her to bits, um, was we did kind of a tea graph or set up on my page. So if you have a page on you at the moment, like I suggested, start drafting this up. You're essentially going to have a big line down the middle of your page on one side. You are going to feel into, envision, um, imagine your dream version of yourself and when I say this I'm not saying the capitalistic successful quote-unquote successful version of yourself that could be a part of it for sure you could have being really wealthy as one of your core dream versions of you characteristic but more than that I want you to delve into how you feel during your daily routine. Are you someone who is really relaxed? Are you someone who is feeling 
playful? Are you someone who just enjoys the simple things? Are you someone who is, um, you know, able to hold space for other people? What does that dream version of you look like? I want you to really feel into it, like almost in that manifesty way where you're kind of like, yes, this is who I truly want to be on the inside. That feeling right there when you're feeling into your dream version that is listening to your heart because at least for me when I really delve into it I do not write down my piece of paper she earns this much money in a year she has this job although I'm very career driven that is not one of my dream qualities because when I really tap into who I want to be in the future that dream version of myself it comes down to what my heart wants it comes down to what would make my inner child feel so safe and so supported and for me it is someone who lives a really peaceful life someone who inspires someone who holds space for other people someone who is so overflowing with love and light and that comes from the heart that doesn't come from the capitalistic brain kind of mentality there and so I really want you to start um like delving deeper in that one when you do this activity if you actually intend on doing it next on the opposite side of the piece of paper I want you to write down the opposite for each one of those characteristics so for example like I said before if I wanted for me I really want to be peaceful so on the opposite side I'd write someone who is chaotic and what I want you to do after you finish both lists is to take a step back, go grab yourself a cup of tea or whatever, take some time away from the piece of paper, come back and I want you to see what aspects, like kind of get a highlighter even and highlight the characteristics from both sides that you feel are really saturated with your within your own life at the moment and that is listening into your own heart you've taken into consideration what your heart is calling from you you've taken into consideration potentially what you're expressing now and that way we are able to make actionable steps to start listening more into your heart to start following into those dream version of you characteristics this is how we start to have those intuitive movements where we, I don't know, I've been a really intuitive person throughout my whole entire life, which I'm so grateful for. Gut feelings have been an absolute godsend for me, I guess. I have always been able to read a vibe, being able to feel like, yes, I will go for that opportunity. I'll dive head in. And um, so being able to move um, intuitively and change directions or make decisions in your life whether they are to go after an opportunity or to reject an opportunity or you know distance yourself from that person or to engage in conversation with another person to move in intuitive to move intuitively <laughs> um, in a way that aligns with your internal world and that list of characteristics of your dream person is and being selective with your energy if you're more interested in the selective energy part I have an episode on it a few episodes back but it is all about making sure that the things we have in our lives or as much as we can control in our lives, those things um, are actually working in alignment with that dream, I guess, version of yourself list with what your heart is actually calling for you to act upon. And 
that could be implementing specific practices into your life, whether that is, you know, creating that list or whether that is doing meditation or breath work. Maybe you're someone who really values connecting with your friends. So you're like, okay, well, I could go on a walk with my friend once a week. That would be a really good way of specifically implementing practices into your daily life to work towards that internal world, feeling heard, feeling seen. Because as much as I'm saying listening into your heart, what I'm really saying is listen into, if you can imagine, listen into that little version of yourself um, who lives inside your heart. What do they need? How can you support them grow to feel loved, to feel supported, to feel seen, feel heard? It also takes you down that path of why this is so important, why it is so important to start listening into your own heart because like everyone always says, every person has a story. Everyone has been through something and if you're like me, you're super interested in everyone's story. You want to hear all about it. You want to hear what encompasses them, what's made them the person they are right now. But (laughs) if you're not like that and you just want to do it in your own story, totally fine. Um, listening into your heart creates the life that you actually want, that you actually enjoy. It allows you to deal with the trauma, deal with the events that have happened in your, in your life, deal with those turning points, those curveballs in a way that supports yourself, where you don't give into that kind of submissive energy, which a lot of people, including myself, fall into, where we just become adapters where we start saying oh well of course I will move in this way like it's just I guess the timing of life or the way things have got to be and in some circumstances that is probably appropriate however in situations where we can actually change I guess the situation, the circumstance in a way that benefits and holds space for the needs of our inner child, um, that is going to really benefit us feeling more connected, feeling more like our true self because as much as we might not identify with that younger version of ourselves, we are just as much ourselves currently as we are seven-year-old ourselves or 50 year old ourselves if we get the privilege to live that long and it's that perspective on how we are able to adapt our energy givers and our energy takers into creating opportunities for ourselves and moving into aspects of ourselves that support our morals ethics and core values this informs us how we are able to create that support network that actually supports our inner child, that actually supports listening to our heart rather than something that just is like, oh, no, why would you dive deeper into your trauma? (laughs) I completely get the lack of desire to delve into those confronting experiences. For me, when I did my first breathwork session, I was there completely. I was really anxious to walk in and to breathe and see what would come up. And as much as it was super confronting, the um, facilitator said, anything that comes up is meant to come up because I always think your brain would not 
remind you of that experience or you know bring that emotion back up if it didn't think that you were ready to handle it if it didn't think you were ready to start breaking it down to start seeing where it's influencing your daily life and that self-awareness that emotional emotional intelligence is the connection to ourselves it is just as much self-love as getting a face mask and doing all of those kind of spa night kind of things essentially what I'm trying to get at is the ways we in which we can start listening into our hearts more frequently which for me is surrounding myself with people who engage in deep and meaningful conversations I've seen this come up on social media all the time obviously you have all the love languages but there's this one that I feel like hasn't been touched on and it is having really deep and raw conversations with people it is kind of like quality time but really focus on yeah the conversation part for me that is like such a strong love language and I think that's why whenever someone asks me what my love languages are I'm always like like words of affirmation and um quality time because in essence I just want the words and the time I just want your time to be able to express words with you so Doing that is such a way for me to tap into my internal world, to listen into my heart because it allows me to actually channel that within myself. And especially when I'm doing it with people who I'm really comfortable with, who I really love, who I really connect with, I feel like it's almost as good as a therapy session because you're able to, you know, start unlocking parts of yourself. When you start talking, it's like that channel and things start flowing out and it's really beneficial if you're in the right environment for me journaling has been an absolute core part of my journey I've started journaling maybe seven years ago and pretty frequently almost every day if I was able to I originally started off with writing kind of to-do lists and what I was going to do that day and then as like time went on and things started happening I started journaling about my feelings um and experiences in this life and when I say obviously I'm a word-driven person I'm making a podcast and I just talked about conversations being my love language but for me journaling has been such a key part and I know lots of people who preach about journaling kind of be like oh yeah just like journal do the five-minute journal every day and if journaling isn't your thing if the idea of sitting down and taking a piece of paper and a pen just seems like the pits for you because you're like oh my gosh this just feels like I'm doing study or it just is so not appealing to me instead do this because on days where I really didn't feel like sitting down and writing like four pages of journaling because I just felt that blocked up in my channel and my heart what I would do essentially what I'm doing right now (laughs) is I would put my headphones in and I'd go on a walk I didn't really care where I was walking I just walk and I press voice memo on my phone and I would record myself having a conversation with myself and I'd talk all about my day I'd be like hey Jess it's me um (laughs) this is what's been going on and I would just ramble on because I know for some people and definitely some parts of my life, I didn't have someone to fall back on. I didn't have someone to phone call and I didn't feel comfortable to. I felt like those emotions were too scary to express with other people. And although that was just kind of a fear in myself because that fear of judgment, that facade was still up there. 
yeah, I was still expressing it to myself. I was still kind of breaking it down with myself. And for me, that created a lot of sense of self-confidence, a lot of safety within myself because I knew like, oh yeah, I know what's going on. Just told me about it like <laughs> two days ago. Um, so if that's more your style, get into it. It is probably one of the stepping stones to having you know that journal every day that I started doing um coming back to the breath also has been it's been a recent practice that I've started implementing whether that's through meditation like I said I did breath work or even just whenever you're in a line for like I don't know getting a coffee you're just focusing on those belly breaths going in through the nose holding for a bit and then out through the mouth and really feeling that air go through your nose, down into your lungs, even expand the belly and then come all the way back up and feel that release. Focusing on your breath brings you back into the present moment and it starts, it's also the same as working out for me. Movement every day or as many days of the week as I can has been such an important part just as much as breath work or breathing because it brings me back into my body. For someone who is always feels really chaotic in my mind, I really struggle to bring it back into my body and when I do, when I'm on those walks where I'm talking to myself or when I'm in those kind of breath work states where I'm really connecting with the breath, really back in the body, feeling really present, that is where I start getting those messages from my heart about what I need to do, what I need to start working through, what is coming up, what emotion has been sticking with me for the past month that I just haven't noticed. It's gone under the you know carpet. Um, so expanding my knowledge and connection through myself in those kind of ways is super important obviously you have your therapy if that's accessible for you there is obviously in-person therapy or there is online a mixture of both even um although i know that's super not accessible for everyone if you are able to do it definitely reach out um it is a privilege to be able to go and see someone for your mental health and if you have access to that i know it's scary i know it's so scary but once you find that therapist that you just connect with oh my gosh it changes the game it changes the game and they give you so much insight i would can't recommend it enough but i know it's not very accessible so also expanding your knowledge through books or you know the people who you follow on social media um I know I was talking to my housemates about this the other night and I was saying, oh, yeah, I really love TikTok. And they were like, oh, why? And I was, they said, like, it's really toxic and it's just, like, super addictive. And I said, yeah, completely. It is addictive, that's for sure. Um, but the people who I follow and the way I've, like, I guess, used the algorithm, if you want to kind of get it in that sense, I follow lots of people who are on the same page as me and – you know, I guess adding to that love language part, they really expand my mind. They call me to check in with myself. It's people who are into the breath work, who are all about, you know, creating my healthy habits for the week or um, books that they recommend that are about um, tapping into your internal world. Brene Brown, you know, like all of that kind of stuff. And so it is, it is really what you make it. it. It is what you make it. Um, I also have in there standing up for what I believe for the people in my life that I love even if it scares me it is important to express my opinions 
this is a self-love practice for me. It is how I listen into my heart. I'm such a passionate person. <laughs> I literally, uh, I, I have so many opinions and I have so many ideas. Like I said, I feel very chaotic a lot of the time. But once I have like my core values, those ethics that I've really become clear on that I've understood completely about myself when any kind of I guess issue falls under those in like a social situation or even just globally the amount of passion and light inside of me to just kind of speak on it to converse with people about it to fight for it um is like amazing (laughs) it is one of the qualities that I really like about myself in saying that though I have a very kind of adaptive coping mechanism where I will stay quiet and I will kind of submit to the social situation be like oh now's not the time now's not the time I'll just you know I'll just rant about that to myself later and you know I've regretted every time that I haven't spoken up about it because when I do speak up about it and I express it, I'm able to have, I guess, conversations with people that, you know, I hear their perspective, they hear mine. I never engage in that kind of argumentative um, conversation. It's always constructive. And when it does get argumentative, that's why I'm like, dude, (laughs) tap out here Um, because I always want to meet people with love and I always want to hear people out because, Although their perspective might be different from mine, it still is, you know, an opinion. It is something that they believe in. It's something that affects their life. And the more I can understand that, the more I can understand them. So standing up for myself, for what I believe in, for the people in my life that I love is so key to me. It is listening to my heart for sure. Living large is also part of that. Um, part of my history was feeling very hmm, controlled and whether that was by people in my life or whether that was by my mental illness, um, it was, it's forced me to have this kind of tendency to, yeah, submit, to belittle myself, to think that I'm an imposter in my life, that I don't actually, I'm not actually worthy of that opinion. But when I start listening into my heart and those core values and morals and I start expressing the true emotions that are coming up for me and I start working through those, I see that I actually want to live large. I I would love to go on an adventure every day. One of my um, to-do lists every single day is to have fun. And that is tapping into my inner child for sure because I love a bit of like having a bit of fun and whether that is going to the beach or whether that is, you know, just having fun with my co-workers or my members at the gym, you know, it is all about tapping into what that inner child needs. And for me, that's having a bit of fun every day. With that, guys, (laughs) I think that's all I have to say. I really hope that you get a lot of information from this podcast that you are able to start implementing more of this vulnerable connection with yourself you start asking questions of yourself and i'm not saying how are you you're more asking yourself how is your heart that is the mission that is the intention for this podcast that we not only do this with other people but we also do it for ourselves and that is the first step like i said at the beginning I trust that you guys are going to implement this into your life, that you are brave, that you are courageous enough to be able to do this. I believe in you. 
Um, and with that, guys, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Um, have fun out there. <laughs> Go make your inner child smile. They deserve it. You deserve it. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today and listening all the way up until this point. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you left me a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or if you like to share the message of connection and vulnerability a little bit further, passing on this podcast to someone you love is a great idea as well. If you have any questions for me or would like to connect with my projects further, please join me and a bunch of like-minded, beautiful people over on Instagram at How's Your Heart Pod. Apart from that, guys, thank you so much again, and I'll chat to you again soon for your next bi-weekly episode. Bye.